Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs with a new site design and great prices. It's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. And it's a celebratory Stop Hammer Time because of uh, our victory at the weekend Mm. and the transfer window. Here to share the joy of those uh, events are Jim Grant, as always. Good evening, a very good evening to one and all. Yeah, I'm, oh, of course is that it's all the right. claret and blue polo top I gave you? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's nice. I gave him that. Yeah, top. yeah. Also joining us, uh, and a man who attended the uh, the function up at Anfield at the weekend, yeah. Sam Delaney. Hello. Good evening. I, I tried to give, give blood today, and, uh, I, and I was I was on. turned away. Uh, they wouldn't let Were me you? give blood because, ironically. You cut me and I didn't bleed. have enough iron oh, in right, my blood. Oh, right. I was going to say, is it because you, you bleed carrot yeah, and blue? I bled, I bled. And they were a bit worried yeah, about the yeah. blue bit. You've yeah, got an iron deficiency. That's oh, usually yes. women have, have that. You? Yeah. Because they I? lose a lot of iron when they menstruate. What? Have you been menstruating again? What you need, you need, yeah. you need. <laughs> That's a very strange way of saying menstruating. <laughs> menstruating. Menstruating. Yeah, but when a man does it, it's called menstruating. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. You need beetroot juice. So you've been having a period out of your willy and now you've got iron deficiency. Oh, I imagine that must be the only explanation, mm, is that I think yeah. uh, yeah. there's been a lot of uh, blood leakage uh, <laughs> yeah. through the penis. Yeah, so what you want to do is get some spinach down here. Oh, yeah. or beetroot spinach. juice. Yeah. Spinach. Uh, drink some beetroot oh, juice. Oh, yeah. started on the old beetroot well, I, juice. Well, I, I make oh. beetroot juice uh, with Jesus. my ju- juicer that my mum bought me. <laughs> <laughs> This, is, this is the most rock and roll yeah. podcast that uh, anyone's this is ever a tremendous recorded. Tremendous start we've got off. To yeah, West Ham. Yeah, a lot of clubs come and say, "Where's your famous ICF?" Well, if you're listening, rival fans, you've just found them. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is right. the fame. We are those bastards in Claret and Brew. Only we are hard enough to open a podcast with the phrase, "I make beetroot juice using the machine that my mother bought me." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sounds uh, like something that like. What, <laughs> Pike would say in Danza. <laughs> um, it's the best week. It's the best week Absolutely ever brilliant. as to a West Ham fan. To do a podcast. Well, certainly right up there. All the years 
and all the bad times and the times that appeared to be good but then turned bad. Mm. But never have we pulled off a result of that magnitude swiftly followed by such a successful foray into the transfer. I think quite possibly you uh, offered the spare ticket you had to the game uh, to both of us by proxy uh, during last week's podcast. Neither of us took you up on the offer and I bitterly regret it as well. Well, your loss was the gain of Julian who... uh, got in touch with me via the Stop Hammer Time Facebook page oh, right. and is a local in Liverpool but is a lifelong hammer Fun. and I was a bit confused at first because I'd accidentally posted the tickets were in the home end I don't know why I did that I think I did it because I sort of meant our, home end means end. West yes, Ham right yes. yeah then someone pointed out what are you talking about? It's not sold out. Why would you sit in the home? And I said, sorry, I mean, away. And at which point I said to Julian, mate, sorry, because he was in Liverpool, I thought he might be a Liverpool might fan. Might be a Liverpool fan, yeah. He sent me as evidence of the fact that he was a genuine hammer because he thought that I was getting a bit suspect. One of Ronnie Cray's eyes. No, he he just a picture of a, a tattoo pi- on his buttocks. No, he just sent me a picture of the... the uh, he, had a, he took a photo of the picture of Bobby Moore he's got hanging on his wall. Oh, and I took that oh, as yes. enough evidence. And Julian and I had a lovely day out. Oh, and so fantastic. I've made a new friend, and he's probably a better friend now than either of you, even though I've known you both for many years. Oh, so really? bad luck on oh, that right. front. Okay. You travelled down. I immediately right. put him above you both right. in my um, league table of yep. friends because he came and you two didn't. No, that's true. So, oh. well, he only had to come from around the corner in Liverpool. Yeah, but still, you should have made the effort. You should have known we were going to win three 0 Yeah, or yeah. even if we weren't going to win, you should have just thought that would be a nice day well, out with Sam. Ah, but. Uh, but now, if we cast our minds back to last yes, week's podcast, which I thought was, you might bring one this up. week ago, we made our predictions for the score of the game. Amazing. Uh, Jim, uh, uh, Sam, I believe you went one for all. one all. Mm. Jim, a 2-0 loss. Yeah. I predicted Liverpool nil, West Ham United 3. Yeah, that with you, you bloody did. With you, you I did. did. You did. Exactly that is amazing. Did. Yeah. You yeah. cannot deny your tongue was in your cheek at the time. No, all right. No, that Phil, was... You're back in my circle of trust. <laughs> Good, uh, Jim. You still remain. I, th- I think uh, I was a lucky charm for staying away positions. because I have. Mm. That is the first time in living memory that I've had You've the possibility of going yeah. to. Uh, no, no, yeah, I always get the result wrong. I never predict right, but it's the first time I've ever actually had the genuine opportunity to go to Anfield because normally it's on a Saturday when I'm working and not gone. Really? Yeah. Every every other possible Anfield game yeah. I could have got to that was on a Saturday, not in the evening, on a Saturday when I wasn't working, I have been. I was well, furious. I was so furious. why didn't you come? I just, I don't... I don't <sighs> you hate me? Is that I the don't, reason? Well, that's part of it, obviously. Yeah. But, um, you travelled down from uh, London's uh, historic Edinburgh, didn't you? Yeah, I did. To, I was to, in Edinburgh yeah. for the festival on Friday. Got up early yeah. on Saturday morning. Uh, was got it, a train. We, it's quite a long way, actually. I had to get a train. Because I just thought, well, I'm in the north. Yes, so right, it's yeah. probably just like around the corner. I might even be able to walk it. Uh, but Anywhere between it. Barnet and yeah, the Orkneys, and the you think is sort of fairly local to each other. Yeah, I thought, oh, I'll yeah. probably walk it or hire yeah. a bike, bicycle. Yeah. But no, I had to get a train down to Preston and then change to Preston. But I got there and it was just wonderful and I stayed the night. Oh, did you? Yes. Did you come back to London from there, or did you go back up to Edinburgh? No, I went on Sunday morning. I woke up and got the train to Liverpool, and I had a big smile on my face all way. And I'd gone to my hotel before the games drop off my bag, and I had shared exchanged some banter with mm-hmm. the hotel staff regarding mm-hmm. the fact that I was there for the game, and they were all Liverpool fans, pleasingly. Although all the cabbies were Everton fans that I encountered. Right. Yes. Most people I found that I encountered were Everton fans because it's quite apparent now that Everton are like the proper Liverpudlian side and Liverpool, the a- just the atmosphere and everything about Anfield was really different to when I first went there many years ago for a game. It was very like Chelsea. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's become mm-hmm. No, I like do. That. Absolutely. There is yeah. loads of sort of foreign... And it's fine... But it's not like the kind of Bill Shankly cobbled streets, earthy kind no, of no, football ground of of legend. No, no, it is lots of foreigners, which is fine because it's a world famous brand, Liverpool. Yeah, and I found that most of the people that I was chatting to before the game and around the ground, you know, in the city, uh, are blues, right? Mm. And they kind of are sneering about Liverpool because they think it's an out of towners club. Well, when we, um, what we used to yeah. be United for as well. Yeah. When we uh, when we went up to see the nil nil uh, a couple of seasons ago, um, 
Collins yes, and Suarez uh, in his pocket. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a boozer, because the grounds literally are uh, within spitting distance of each other. Yeah, there was it, a boozer um, we went to for a drink afterwards, which in, in, in a move that you might think would be a terrible mistake, the boozer in which many Liverpool and West Ham fans were coming to Well, it's that one on the corner at the Anfield yeah, Road end. I was showing um, what it's called the late now. kickoff, which was an Everton game. Yes. So there's, a, there's like a bloke watching it with an Everton shirt on, who's an Everton yeah. fan. The Liverpool fans all kind of come in, you know, hundreds of them, and the Everton fan just really quite loudly goes, oh, fucking hell, the tone's fucking lowered with this bunch of fuckers coming in here now. <laughs> These fucking wasters coming in. <laughs> and the, none of the Liverpool fans no. remotely went in. They were yeah. almost more Imagine frightened. Imagine that, and there was a Millwall fan in, like, say, the Queens on yeah, the Saturday. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Saying, keep it down, I'm trying to watch the game, you wankers. Well, and we that went happened. to that Southampton. That Southampton yeah. game, we went to the, the pub afterwards. In Southampton. I think Millwall were on the on the. Telly on the telly. And there was <laughs> sitting in the Millwall. And yeah. he, uh, well, he. With just, a Millwall shirt with on. With a Millwall shirt on. And then he sort of kind of tried to give it a bit of attitude and to he just got. Yeah. Covered in beer. And yeah, he stuff. was. He was, he was taken, well, he was taken out. He had to he? be he taken out. out. His life was in yeah. danger. So, uh, how was the game, Sam? Well, it was just fantastic. I mean, first of all, you know, this is relevant. This isn't just me boring on about my own existence, but it was strange that I was completely sober because I don't. I'm not drinking anymore, and that was interesting because. Usually, I would associate any away game in the north of England usually with a sort of a drinking regime that had begun at Euston at yeah. nine a.m. Yeah, yeah. And so I'd usually be watching it like that. But the the reason I bring it up, and then certainly even if I wasn't drunk already, you'd celebrate with a few beers, which is fantastic, and I'm sure lots of people did. But I had a strange clarity about yeah. watching the game that I wouldn't ordinarily have had in that situation. And I was quite near the front and really felt that I could sort of like absorbed what was going on on the pitch. Particularly in the first half, you know, uh, the way that our defence was playing and that we quite successfully nullified any threat they had. Which them, wasn't much. There was one shot that came off the post, which was a real kind of out, outside the area, nothing you could really yeah. legislate for. And it, it sort of a beaten Randolph, but it came off the post right in front of us, actually. Yeah. It was a real kind of heart-in-your-mouth second. But then after that, I think they had one shot on goal that ran off. Yeah. But it was just great, because you saw how... It was so much like the Arsenal game, although we were better than we were in the Arsenal game. So in the Arsenal game, we were extremely defensive, conceded a lot of possession, and then got two great goals on the break. In this game, you know, three 0 did not flatter us in terms of the amount. Uh, of chances Well, I don't know. We I bet the difference. I mean, I watched. I watched it on a, on a stream, <clears throat> and I would say um, yes, it was a better performance, and we were and we were we were better. But actually, against a, a, a less good team. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, and actually, I think with the poor. Arsenal game. No, I, I honestly, the, I went to the Arsenal game, and I, it was it was a similar. Well organised job, and most of the second half of the Arsenal team, we didn't. I didn't feel we were under real. I didn't think we were really. Oh yeah, threatened. no, I'm not and saying we, that. And we could have, we I could have won three or four. I just think Arsenal. against Liverpool, we had more possession and created more clear cut chances. To the extent that I went in, we went in at half time two 0 and I was obviously fully expecting them to pull that back in yeah. the second half. Yeah. I mean, well, we all, you know, of course, I thought it was going to be two all or three two to them, and I was just frustrated because I said to the bloke next to me my mate, Julian. I said, we should have got... Oh, yeah, your new mate. Yeah, my mate. Mm. And I went, mate, we should have got a third there. Because they were they were there for the taking. I mean, one of the, one of the exciting things was the defence played great, but the midfield was brilliant. I mean, you looked at it and you thought, wow, we're a real horrible team to play against when our teams are... When our players are at it, yes. which obviously they mm. hadn't been at home, when they're at it and they're up for it, you know, when you've got players like Kyoto in midfield and... Um, Obiang's a terrific Obiang, athlete, isn't I wasn't he? sure about him when I'd seen him against Bournemouth because mm. it was such a messy game. But in this game, he was great. And I didn't realise how big he was. So you've got two giant dudes in midfield yeah, yeah, who are, like, really tough, you know, and they're, they're both good on the ball and they can run with it and they can... I mean, they were... And then you got Noble had another fantastic game. It was, before, terrific. It was absolutely mm. terrific. And you sort of think, man, we are a serious opposition. That's before you even bring Alex Song into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, and people are going to have Mikel Antonio running at them. I mean, he yeah. is a big, big unit and mm. quick. But We're it's a interesting. Big threatening side now. It's interesting because the the you know there was a lot of kind of 
ire and rage after the Bournemouth game on the kind of the social media. And I sort of, my my point of view about the, the, the Bournemouth game was that we were really starting to get screwed by injuries because Valencia had gone, uh, Downing had been sold, um, Zarate got injured. So we didn't seem to have any kind of attacking threat. When you watched the Liverpool game and saw the team lineup, simply bringing one person into it, Lanzini, transformed the entire... Because well, suddenly there, was, there were kind of two banks of three with Obiang, Noble and Kiate, and in front of them, uh, Paye, uh, Lanzini... Well, it was set up. And in front of them, Sacco. Yeah. And suddenly you kind of go, well, this is an incredibly defensive, you know, defensively efficient team. Because, you know, get, getting I'll past Obiang, Noble and Kiate... Because Lan- 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 Lanzini... And Payet, but Lanzini, he was getting his foot in. Mm, I mean, he's there. Before the game, I was looking at him thinking, oh man, I don't fancy this. He looks pretty small. He was, for me, I thought he was man the match. Right, I, thought, I mean, Noble was great. They, they were all brilliant. It was one of those games where you think every player on the yeah, yeah there were but a lot Lanzini, of great performances. In his debut. And he just, like, every time he got the ball, he was threatening. He played with a huge amount of courage, so he was yeah, never got something about releasing him. the ball quickly. They were all good like that. They were calm. You sort of think, this, this is a reflection of Bilic as a coach, I think, because they're getting the ball, and they were taking quite a few risks that could have gone wrong. They were never hoofing it. They were looking up, and at times, they were in their own half, like, going past the player in order to pick out the pass. Yeah. And Zina was great, but he was blocking... He was tracking back. He was getting his well, foot in at crucial absolutely. moments. Absolutely, that was that was that was a vital part of the performance. And uh, in spite of what you were saying, Phil, I mean, I think, I think you're absolutely right. It was if our right side was transformed because I think Tompkins' yeah. force came in for uh, for um, Jenkinson. But I think you know, hopefully now he's going to keep his place. But what happened there? He played quite narrow, didn't he? Yeah. And Lanzini was up and down that that right-hand side, quite often deeper than Tompkins in a defensive yeah. mode. So we were very much defensively set up as a 4-5-1. And uh, when I first saw the setup, I thought, oh, God, Sacco's going to be isolated here. But the thing is, yeah, what I hadn't sort of bargained for was the pace of Lanzini and, and Payet as well, getting forward in support of him. Mm. And the fact we bombed forward... I had um, uh, a, a, a mate who's a Liverpool season ticket holder sort of texting me during the game and, and he was saying, oh, we've, you know, we've, gift, we've gifted you two goals. And, uh, Did yeah, he text he, you on, uh, I think in the wire they called them a burner. You, yeah. you, you have it temporarily. And yeah, throwing, and then he, he would have thrown that. Thrown it in the yeah. Would he? Yeah. Would he? Yeah. Was that, is that what happened? Burner. Do you yeah, think yeah. that's what happened? Yeah. Right. Almost certainly. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, you had a point. They made some defensive errors, skirtles, weak defensive errors, etc. But actually, we had in that first attack, three minutes gone at Anfield, uh, we had um, six, seven players forward. We had four in the box. And when, you know, so when that defense, poor defensive header comes out, it comes to Cresswell, who's actually, you know, on the edge of the uh, 18 yard box. Mm. And Lanzini makes that run to get in the six yard area. Yeah. So we part, you know, we we forced the area partly by being very much on the front foot. So it wasn't a complete park the bus oh, defensive thing. It was, it, was a count, it was a mm. counter attack. I, mean, I don't know whether he said that because when he said that, my heart sank. I've got tickets this bloody game. I don't want to watch your backs to the wall. But I'm not joking, right? This is like when. You hear a girl complaining about a boyfriend, or maybe it's a boyfriend with a girlfriend, and you go, oh, God, you know, and you're stuck in a relationship where it's like you get Stockholm Syndrome because they've convinced you that although they're quite mean and life feels a bit shit, that you're the, they're the best you can get and your life be screwed around. That is it, right? What Allardyce said. Because suddenly you watch a team and you think, you can park the bus, but Allardyce really would have turned up and put all of those players, strung them out across yeah, the 18-yard yeah, yeah. line. And it would have not just been that we'd have lost, it would have been the manner in which we'd have just given up from the top first the first moment the whistle blew. And well, so Billich's, like, well, um, well, the second Billich's, uh, post-match interview was great. It was he great said because... We, we he, parked the bus, but we left the handbrake Exactly, on. it's like, <laughs> that's how you do it. They yeah. were organised, but they were ready to break. And it was things like... It was things like the amount of times... And this will go wrong for us at some point this season. Of course it will, and we'll concede one or maybe two goals. But when they got it, even in tight situations, these players were looking up, and if the pass wasn't on, they weren't just hitting and hoping. They were holding on to the ball, right. right? Which is a risk... 
but you take those risks if you've got a coach who yeah. you know is not going to drag you off or drop Absolutely. you from the team if it goes wrong. Yeah, and right. he's obviously encouraging them, whereas I think Sam Allardyce, as much as he always appeared popular with the players, I think the way he coached them was, you know, if you make an error, it's, it's not, to- you yeah. know, I won't tolerate it sort of thing. I think that's right. It's not just the personnel. It is the attitude and the approach that's yeah. being employed. I mean, that second goal... Under in, in an Allardyce team, I don't think Lanzini would have been have encouraged been to sort of chase it, down and, and keep going. Drop back, drop, drop back. back. Yeah, let them top. let what them have. The, there? Yes, yeah. let them have the ball there. And I thought another sort of significant moment towards the end was when Jarvis was on at the end. Um, he uh, and we, you know, uh, we were kind of pressing, and uh, I think the crowd was singing, "We want four. Uh, there was a moment where he we we had three sort of three or. Four four players forward on, on four and yeah. he sort of turned around and went backwards mm. and I, I even, even in my head at the time I said that's it that's you you're, you're, you're done for mate I started because... the we want four chant did you yeah excellent and also I started a cheerio chant at the scale what's your new mate's really name Julian? Julian did he did did you join he in backed me up. you did it together yeah. I did it yeah. and Julian sort of backed me up yeah, and then yeah. it just built from yeah. there Julian is a man you can rely on. It sounds great. Unlike either of you. It sounds great, this Julian. (laughs) Does he listen to the podcast? I hope so. I don't know. Well, I mean, you you appear to know a lot about him, and yet you don't really know whether he listens to this podcast. To be honest, I was so. You two were so far from my mind. This whole podcast. Face it, he was just. I'll be honest, him and I talked about setting up our own podcast. Uh, (laughs) He was just. The Sam and Julian West Ham show. Iron Chums. Yeah, Yeah, Iron Chums. And we're going to go right up against you two, head to head. He was just using you, Sam. Face it. He just got a ticket and walked away thinking, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He paid me for it. Face value, though. Face value, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, well, we should uh, talk about the transfer window in a minute, but, be- but before that, uh, in uh, tribute to. Uh, oh, so you've got something to read. I oh, yeah, I have got something to read. read. Can I just say before yeah. I read this, yeah. we're still about Cresswell mm. and how good Cresswell was. He was great. And what a fantastic comeback from, you know, he having made those the, rickets he got back in on that game. He really bloody did. So well done, Cresswell. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. Um, and well done, Saka. I thought Saka was very good. He's always well. good. Yeah, yeah, he's very good. Took Saka's his goal well. Very okay, shall I read this now? Old punchy, punchy Saka. Yes. <laughs> punchy, I call him. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, uh, listeners, we have signed up with Ladbrokes to bring you some exclusive betting odds. And Worst offers. poem ever. That we this is a disaster. <laughs> it's not Jim, a poem. It's the shittiest Jim, poem I've like, ever it's heard. Not a poetry poem. corner has just gone, descended. You used to be quite good at yeah. this. It's all product placement. I now, didn't poetry even. Corner. I didn't even write it. Yeah, yeah. Come it's on, just been given to us. So start again. Read it clean. A we, clean read. Um, of the d- whole yeah, day. right. Okay. We have signed up with Ladbrokes to bring you some exclusive. It doesn't even odds. rhyme. It doesn't rhyme. What's this? One of your modern jazz poems? It's just. Yeah. Fucking beat poetry. <laughs> I don't think the beret is really it, helping at it's all. It's possibly well, a series of haiku. <laughs> right. We have signed up with Ladbrooks to bring you some exclusive betting odds and offers that we have wrangled out of them for you. Interesting. Follow the links on the description to this podcast or on our Facebook page and Twitter feed. For starters, there is a free bet of up to £50 for you when you click the link and enter the promo code LAD50. That's LAD50. Click the links, nice. A bit of alliteration. That's all right, isn't it? Yeah, call yeah. the poem, click the you, link. You've, you've, you've click done the link. Jim. You've yeah. done Thank you. Um, as a tribute to our new manager, Slaven Bilic, we, uh, we now have a rundown... Uh, whenever we can, of the Croatian top ten. because uh, It's not Slaven, always, the information not always available? Not always available, no. because uh, Croatian, um, they, you know, they've got, they're on dial-up. Uh, they're on dial-up, so... In Croatia, you still, if you want to listen to a hit record, you dial that number. Was it one, two, three? Was that what you pop, used to do? Uh, the pop yeah. line you go, where you could listen to... A, if you would yeah. like to listen to Fiery Madness, yeah, dial yeah. one yeah. now, like that. That's yeah. right, that's right. Um... Uh, Slavon Bilic, as we know, plays in a, one of Croatia's leading uh, pop bands. And so we've started to follow the Croatian top ten. Uh, there's been a lot of movement this week. I'll, uh, let's just run down the top ten. Number ten, it's Horny Stranger by Gravy Taste. <laughs> Number nine, I'm HGV Certified by Tragic Picnic. <laughs> Number eight, it's Memory Foam. I'm in love with a monkey. 
<laughs> number seven, we talked about this last week. Coming at number ten, it's moved up three places. It's Fruity Lady by Polytechnic of Bowels. <laughs> yeah, Fruity Lady is a good song. Number six, Pulled yeah. Pork with He'll Be Alright, Just Leave Him There. <laughs> number five, Your Jeans Are Party. <laughs> yeah. That's like a sort of a club dance. Yeah, it is. Your yeah. jeans are party. By Your jeans are party. By pa- Your jeans are party. <laughs> you know it. Yeah, I know it, yeah. By Payday Loans. <laughs> Great act. Number four, Hotel Has Internet by Destination Croatia. <laughs> so, let's go. Oh, number three, it's up to number three. It's Sexy Hips <laughs> by Suggestive Men. <laughs> It's uh, Suggestive Men, uh, one of Croatia's most famous pop groups, I believe. Yeah, number right. two, I Don't Like You by Hypnotic Toddler. <laughs> and number one, Clocks by Coldplay. Uh, always the Plasterboard. I'm disappointed that Plasterboard have slipped out of the top. Plasterboard have slipped out. Very disappointed yeah, about their, um, that. I think it's My Wife Mustn't Know About This. My Wife Mustn't <laughs> Know About This by Plasterboard. Yeah, that was a great, great yeah, track. Yeah. 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 Hopefully some of them might come back into the charts yeah, in future good. weeks, because that would make it a lot easier for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it would. Some of the other ones come back in. So, the... So... Yesterday saw the closing of the transfer window and we yes. did some uh, uh, splendid business. Uh, yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got Antoni Antonio. I'm excited about this signing. I've seen a, a few sort of Forest games Nottingham on Forest. the telly and just kind of you know I, I quite sort of taken interest I saw, in the championship. Uh, I saw someone post a thing. I mean, I've read good things about him. I saw a couple of clips of, of his goals that that people uh, had posted online. It just looked fantastic. I think it's probably the most exciting of the four transfers because it's the most intriguing, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it is, you know, it is. we know the other three players yeah. from the Premier League. This guy, you sort of think, oh, and also you sort of think, championship player. It's all. It's nice when you take a punt on a championship yeah. player, yeah. but you also like think seven million pounds is. Qu- Quite it a is. lot. Yeah. And well, so you think they must have a lot of faith in this guy. He must so, be yeah. a seriously good player. I think player. the attitude's good. I mean, he's come up through non-league football. Yeah. Um, he's been... Uh, he's already three goals in three games, I think, this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was um, player of the year for Forest last season. Scored about 15 goals. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of his goals are... He's got a great shot on him, but also a bit of a Victor Abinna... Yeah, kind of you know, wild oh, man wild. shot as well. Good, but um, yeah. a lot Good. of his goals like are this powerful headers. At the player, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we love him. Voted to stop Hammer Time best player <laughs> of all time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. sit in row Z in yeah. Bobby Morrow. You know, the victor had been a memorial row. Yeah. Yeah. He once he once took a shot from the dressing room. Didn't he? <laughs> before kick, he took it. He had a shot just before before yeah from yeah. the dressing. Room. Um, he was great victor had Yeah, but a lot of Antonio's goals or a number of Antonio goals are are powerful headers the back post so it's the kind of you know kind of winger it reminds from what I've seen of him it reminds me a little bit of you know when Marlon Hayward used to play out wide mm. That's exactly what I thought because it's the pace and power. It's that pace you know, and it's power like a thing. Machine, but yeah. from the clips I've seen, he's got much more of a touch because Harewood was always a threat because of the pace and power. But yeah. he wasn't the classiest of players. Was no, he? no. Mm. I mean, he was decent. But yeah. He was really, was, he really direct. Su- he wasn't super classy. He was yeah. this guy. I've seen a, seen a goal where he just like takes a long pass just out of the air with one touch and then second touch finishes sort mm. of thing. Mm. Yeah. He, lo- he looks like that's what exactly what I was going to say. I'm I not sure he, that happens every week. He, no, <laughs> no, but he looked like. a slightly classier Martin Hayward. Yeah. And I think, you know, 25 years old, uh, come up through, you know, championship opportunity in the Premier League, you know, hungry, yeah. Yeah, hungry yeah. players. We signed Hayward from Forest as well, didn't we? We did, yeah. We did, yeah. And uh, when you look at, like, Victor Moses as well, and what mm. he brings to it, it's similar. Yes. Pace, power, Pace direct. Yeah, Pace yeah. On, oh, my God. Like, we've already talked about that sort of defensive midfield unit, right, yeah, which yeah. is extremely powerful and quite hard. And they're going to give, I would say, even the top teams a real run for their money. I think mean, even against City, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's as good as City's midfield, but I would say there's going to be a good battle between them and Yaya Torre and the rest of the City yeah. midfield. But then you've got a real fast, powerful counter-attacking wide players. And that's yeah. before you even factor in... Pyatt, of course. You start to think, which I'm sure we'll get onto, 
what is the first team? How are yes, they going to fit everyone yeah, in? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I yeah. haven't got a clue in some positions who's no. who's going to play. No. And Moses is a, you know, it's, it's quite quite interesting. At first glance, someone might think he's quite a sort of journeyman player that never seems to go to settle at any any club because he's been at, so he was at Palace and he was at Wigan, then he's at Chelsea, then he's on loan at Liverpool, then he was a loan at He did Stoke. well at Wigan though, wasn't yeah, he? I mean, yeah. he was good at, really and good at Wigan. Well, when you factor in loved him last Yes, season. that's right. Yeah. When yeah. But when you factor what makes him different from those other players like sort of, you know, Bellamy and um, uh, Robbie Keane, this kind of journeyman. people that move them, journeyman move them, club, club, is that he's still only 24, Victor is Moses. He? Yeah, yeah, he's 24. 24. And yeah. uh, so he's been at all these clubs. And, and so what seems like a sort of slightly kind of, uh, you know, something that might make you suspicious is now, in fact... For a 24-year-old to have played for all those clubs and had so much experience is almost is encouraging. And I mean, yeah, he's he, you know his the days when he might settle and become a legend at uh, uh, one particular club are still way off in the future. No. He's 24 <clears throat> years yeah. old. I mean, I think well, that I mean the squad is is now you know young. It's not you know we've we've only got sort of Collins. Uh, Jelovic has just turned 30, hasn't he? Um, I don't know what age Jamal Fatano is, but I'm not sure if he's even going to get a squad number, is he? I mean, no, I, I think um, they'll probably be disappointed they didn't uh, manage to yeah, offload him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But th- I think those are the only th- over 30s in the team yeah, now. Yeah, And uh, you know, I think that's a really important step forward, that kind of, you know, having young, hungry players. It's really, really important, I think. Joey must be over 30. O'Brien. No, no, definitely really? not. Definitely wow. not. <clears throat> that surprises no. me. Um, yeah. So, it, yeah, so, I mean, that, that, that's, the, that's the big issue is kind of uh, getting all these guys in now because... I know, because you look at that team that played against Liverpool and you think, well... They're all going to keep their jobs. That, they, they have, they, you know, I'd be surprised if he didn't pick the exact same team in the next game. No. But then you think, well, Alex Song is not a player who's going to come to West Ham to sit on the bench. And you also think, well, these two new players... Moses wants to play. Moses yeah, and... and yeah. you, you, I mean, basically, Payet, who came to play at the top of a diamond, mm. was effectively playing wide against Liverpool, presumably because it's, like, away, so it's better. And Lanzini, like I say, I thought he was the best player. I thought he was the man of the match. Yeah. So you think... And they would never drop Payet, I don't think, unless he says a severe dip in form. Most people would say he's our best player. He's got to stay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then you sort of think, well, Lanzini was the man in the match, but he's probably the most under threat now. Yeah. Because we've signed two wingers, right? And then you think, hang on, Valencia last summer was our biggest signing, I think. Yeah. I think he cost more than any of the other signings. 12 million. Valen- we've forgotten about him. Yeah. That's right. like, you got to fit him in. Andy yeah. Carroll, God, he's about, he, yeah, as it stands, I fit Andy Carroll is sixth in the pecking order. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. But the point is that if you want to be a team that's challenging regularly in the top half of the table, and as you, you say, taking yeah. it on, you've got to have that squad. You've got to have people on the bench who are first-team yeah. players, effectively. The and good... you've got the, then the luxury of being able to give players a rest. Yes. People play people who are on form. Um, you know, and that you know, if, if if success comes, players will 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 live with it, won't they? I mean, you yeah. Know, you look think... at it and you think this is the first ever time. I mean. The only other time that we had a squad that seemed like there was a lot of quality in it was a brief period when Kerbishley was manager and the Icelandics gave him a load of money to help mm. us avoid relegation. And we signed Lucas Neal, Matthew Upson, Scott Parker, Quasi. And then in the summer, we went on to sign like Lundberg, Kieran Time. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But they were all kind of big names who were slightly just getting Bellamy. past their best. Bellamy was Bellamy. around then. Yeah. All of them came in, there was a load of international It's the only time, really, people have sort of forgotten a little bit, or maybe just I have, about Well, the that collapse period. happened, it happened so almost quickly. immediately They kind of arrived and then just disappeared. Well, a lot of them got injured as soon as they'd arrived yeah. as well. Yeah, uh, Dyer, of Bellamy course. was injured. Bellamy. Bowie was still there. Bellamy got injured... Um, Parker, I think, was injured for quite a long time. Because Kerbish's plan was to play us on the first day of the yeah. season, yeah. they just disappeared. Yeah. They got yeah. injured, I think. Yeah. But yeah. Kerbish's plan was really was to play pacey counter-attacking football, wasn't it? And and there was that game that was that three 0 win in the September against uh, Reading away, right. where we did play thrilling yeah, counter-attacking game, football. Yeah, yeah. Um, you were probably pissed. That was yeah, I would have been. Mm. The last that was the last time when you sort of think. 
we had a sort of a, a something approaching a very decent squad, not just a team. Yeah. You think, hang on, just in the just on Monday, because I think before Monday it was a little bit, mm, not sure if we've got quite enough. Now you look at it, you think two play two good players in every position. Yeah. We, we want our, we want some of those uh, injured strikers to come back, don't we? Because we, we we just bought Yelovich, and we were well, I think we were probably after two, but just didn't get them. Well, I um, think that I think that uh, Moses and the was it Antonio? The, Antonio, yeah. I think they can both, if needs be, do a job up front. Yeah, but and then, but then you got. You know, but Jelovic is a perfectly good. He feels like a stopgap to me, though. He yeah. feels like a stopgap. Well, I think you've got and one. and a kind of bench player to come on, you know, to yeah, keep I, fresh I think legs. He's, I know, he's I think experienced he's, and he's good. Yeah, he's a he's a sub. He's a player to come in. He's the understudy to Sacco at the mm. moment, and you sort of think. But even that shows ambition because if you're signing a player who you know is not going to be first team. But you still spend three million pounds on him. Yeah, he is someone with a decent goal scoring record in the Premier League, and he's got several international caps for a de- very good international side like Croatia. And you sort of think we're signing him and we're splashing out three million quid on a player yeah. who is by no means going to be first team, possibly not even second choice in that position once Carroll and Valencia are fit. You think yeah. that really shows a lot of ambition. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, you know, and also I think that, um, you know, Bilic has got a reputation for someone who brings out the best in players because he's extremely encouraging. Strikers in particular who play mm. on confidence. And Jelovic spoke very highly and said, well, you know, I really wanted to play for Bilic again because he was great as when he was my manager of Croatia. Yeah. And you sort of think, I'm perfectly, if, if we were relying on him as our main goal scorer, I'd be worried, but I'm really happy mm. to have him as our sort of substitute yeah, striker. Definitely. Well, last season there was a, you know, in, in the, the, the long, slow decline of the season, there was a lot of talk about kind of finishing and making opportunities, making chances, but not finishing them. And you, you know, we do, you know, those people that, have a good shot on them and can put the ball in the net are are important, aren't they? And I think, I think for that reason, I think uh, Valencia probably will make his way back into the team because he's got a good finish. Um, you know, the the headed goals he scores are extremely good. You know, I think, so yeah, I really like getting, him. Yeah, I think but I think great. he's got potential to go much further because you've yeah. seen glimpses of him being fantastic, and you sort of think maybe uh, you know you sort of hope maybe Bilic can mm. coax out the very best. I was really disappointed against you because I felt that he was a classic case of player who's 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 acclimatised and adjusted, taken a season to do that. And I thought he was going to kick on this season. Yeah. To be mm. honest, that goal he scored in the um, in the game where he got injured, you know, that, that far post, header, yeah. suggested that. Although actually, you know, and and he showed the potential he's got. But actually, his finishing did let him down a bit last season. Yeah. Actually, it was one area where you know he lost a bit of confidence in front of goal. I thought, but you know, you really were optimistic and. Again, it is about pace and power, isn't it? He, he's, yeah. he's, he's not big, but he's quick and he's tenacious. And he's great. And he's got the fantastic lead. He's not big, yeah. 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 But if you um, if you have a kind of someone leading the line like Sacco, there's got to be people coming behind them who are goal scorers yeah. as well. You know, that well, was what, that was kind of the idea of. Um, oops, that was the idea of. That might be me. It's Marley's um, ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a phone ringing. We just have to let that. Uh, yeah. Let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. I think it might yeah. be mine actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, you know, that's what we slightly lacked when uh, Nolan lost his shooting boots and stuff like that. Was we yeah, goals yeah. dried up yeah. in the second half of that season? I mean, he wasn't really scoring many in the first half, but. Uh, uh, if any, but, no. Um, I mean, it, it was a curious decision to start him against Bournemouth, wasn't it? Looking back, that was that's an odd one. Experience, I think, I think it must have been. I suppose that's what he was thinking. Yeah. But I, I think that he cooked his. I mean, that was it for him, really. There wasn't it, that game. It was, yes, yeah. just clearly not at it. That's one thing we should mention in the transfer window, as well as the players that have come in. Uh, Jarvis has uh, uh, gone to Norwich. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm you know I like Jarvis but he's just awful. He's had his and, chance. Um, I reckon yeah. that turning that moment where he turned around and headed backwards against Liverpool was as as was sealed it for him. I think you know mm. I you're just not in just you're just no, not buying into this project he was Matthew. Mm. For a lot of my, I mean Allardyce god like I said earlier, I mean, it makes you realise how bad a manager was once a new guy comes in and shows you how things can be, right? But the signings, the list of disastrous signings, and you sort of think, I mean, I know they weren't all bad, they made some great ones, mm. Cresswell probably the best of all, but you kind of think, 
What on earth? Jarvis, they spent all of that money and his whole, the whole point of him was to be an old-fashioned get down the wing, get at the full-back, get a crossing. Well, the crossing is not even relevant because the thing is he, ne- he never had the bottle to go at a full-back. I mean, I've seen him do it. Well, until the 80th minute of a game very often. Yeah. But also the crossing, I mean, you know, the first game he played for us, I remember we were going, you know, he always finds a way to get it over. It's yes. brilliant. He always gets the ball across. But it became apparent that he's just hitting an he's empty not space with it. He's yeah. not looking yeah. up. It's yeah. just going into the goalkeeper's yeah. hands or going onto a defender's head. Yeah. It's just extraordinary. And occasionally he would cut it back along the ground. And you're yeah. going, yes, Matt, you know, head for one of our players. Pass it to one of our players. No, no, yeah. Not just... You know, and I think it was because there was a kind of abstract notion that getting crosses over was all you had to do. Because yeah. on paper, well, they I think he'll come good. I think he's yeah, got the potential yeah. to come good. Something because you look at me, thinks so. he has got. He is. He, first of all, he's always struck me as a nice bloke, right? Yeah, and, I think sec- he is. and secondly, he looks like you've seen moments like. Do you remember when he totally did Rio Ferdinand in the game, one of the games where we beat United? Uh, he sort of just like totally went past him, like he wasn't there. Put a cross in, and Carroll headed it back across. We end up scoring. You know, he has got um, it, he's, he's got it all in his locker, as they say. You yeah, know, you've right. seen him beat a play, you've seen yes. him put a oh, in, and it's like it was the wrong club at the wrong time. Whether or not it was Allardyce yeah. kind of making pl- certain players nervous to like take chances, I don't know. I could see. I don't know how I'll get on at Norwich, but I could see him playing in a Championship side, which might well be Norwich yeah. next season, and maybe kind of you know. Yeah. Yeah doing something. He was extraordinary, though. You kind of, uh, you know, last season, he was marginalised because of that. We, we stumbled across that diamond formation, so he couldn't get in the team. He got a chance, and you were going, come on, Matt, like, grab this game by the balls and do something with it. And he just didn't. He's mm-hmm. slightly just, just the standing in the wrong place. It's yeah. like, you're going, go for the overlap, and he doesn't. Um... Help, you know, help Cresswell out. He instead goes into the six-yard box, expecting a cross that Cresswell is yeah. not going to reach. Strange decision. No, he's living evidence that so much of, of, of sport at that level goes on in the head. Yeah, it? yeah, you know, and it, 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 yeah, yeah. But also, um, you know, overshadowed by the signings is the fact that Kevin Nolan left the club yes. uh, during the week. Um, Jim, you, uh, I assume that you've written a poem uh, as as podcast poet. Uh, about the about Kevin Nolan about Kevin Nolan's four years captaining the club and leaving. Uh, That's often what poet I was going to do, but, but the opportunity passed me by a bit like the ball in a in no, a game. Not, not Kevin Nolan. No, too, haven't done it. No. Too lazy. Too lazy. I couldn't to, be asked. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Well, you know, Cosmo gave you a little bit of stick over last week's poem, and I think Did he? much like um, Jarvis, it might have kind of played. It's a few mind games. I think it might have knocked him. He, he wasn't it's in the right place mentally to write a poem. This I'm not, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've got one, though. I've written one. Oh, have you? Oh, have you? Interesting. All right. Okay. Wow. You're about to throw down. In, I am, yeah. Right in Jim's face. Yeah, um, I've written a poem. Let's yeah, do yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Let's do this. I don't have to Do you want me to lay a beat then. down for you? Are you happy to no, just I'm go ha- raw? I'm happy to go raw. Okay. I'm happy to go raw. <laughs> it's, um, it's, uh, uh, the only poetry form I'm able to write in is John Cooper Clark parody, as oh, we know yeah, from yeah, uh, we know that, yeah. Fat Sam's. Yeah, well, so, so immediately we notice I'm, I'm a bit more versatile. Oh, this well, is what you call trash talking. Yeah, this is. Yeah. Trash talking before uh, the bit. This is exactly like the film Eight Mile. Yes. Exactly yes. like the film Eight yeah. Mile about Eminem, but Jim's oh, right. like the Eminem of poetry. Yeah. And, and like you're like a young kind of... punk ass pretender throwing down, trying to steal his crown. Well, let's see what you got. Sam, I believe punk. in the film that Eminem is the young punk ass pretender. Don't just the... get on with the yeah. poem. Let's see what you got. Stop picking holes in my analogy. So, is that um, a kind of sweet. So I've used uh, I've used uh, I've used the John Cooper Clark uh, rhyming form. That's really the only one I I know how to do poems. In. Um, Are you going to do it in the voice? Are you going to do the poem rather try. than talking around the poem? Might, Are you going to do the Mancini voice? Are you going to do the Scouser voice? I, I, the I might try and do the uh, I might try and just do the uh, the John Cooper Clark voice. All oh, right. All right. Okay. So here we go. It's about uh, Kevin Nolan. Oh, excellent. His testicles were made of steel. To women he had sex appeal. Etherington would let him deal. Farewell, Captain Kev. 
When things got tough, he'd have your back. Shooting boots he did not lack. He had to take a lot of flack. Farewell, Captain Kev. Though he was Scouse, he's one of us. He's got personality plus. His gaffer liked to park the bus. Farewell, Captain Kev. Opposition fans would boo him. Their promotion hopes he'd ruin. Often he'd bang one or two in. Farewell, Captain Kev. Although he hadn't paced to burn a shot on goal he wouldn't spurn, he'd help you with your tax return. Farewell, Captain Kev. He loved his wife the day he met her, then Ma that Matthew Upson, he was better. Plus he'd fix your carburetor. Farewell, Captain Kev. He'd win a fight against a bear, he'd break his leg and wouldn't care. He had quite a lot of flair. Farewell, Captain Kev. He's a man's 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 man. He would call a quiche a flan. He's not part of Slavin's plan. Farewell, Captain Kev. <laughs> Heterosexual men would swoon when he would walk into a room. I hope he finds a new club soon. Farewell, Captain Kev. Oh, oh, I liked it. I liked it. Jim, you're gonna let? You're just gonna sit there and let him do that? Yep. You're not gonna. You're not gonna do anything. You're just gonna sit there. Revenge is a dish best served cold. <laughs> Make Sam. something up, Jim. Sam, lay down a beat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, he didn't. That's what you say in a situation like that. Oh, right, is it? Yeah. 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 Well, you know. Oh, astute, hell no! Astute listeners may have noticed that I spend a lot of time working, crafting my, my verbal devices. Last one, your, last week your poem was about having a shit, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So true. don't sit there and get all highbrowers. The whole yeah. thing was about shitting. It was. Yeah. It was yeah. true. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a low point. Um, so we should, uh, we should, uh, discuss, um, yeah, so Kevin, you know, so Kevin, Kevin Nolan, yeah, Kevin he Nolan. was, um, he yes. was um, you know, I mean, you, this is how you could put it, but there's different versions, you say, West Ham were in dire straits, we've been relegated, yep. we were, we had no money, yep. we'd lost Scott Parker, we were... Well, well, he actually still had him for the for all of August, that oh, championship. Yeah, okay. well, anyway. so Except that he knew he was going to go to Spurs and we wouldn't tackle everyone. We were in he a bad... In his last he place. We were in a yeah. very bad place. And Sam Allardyce brought a player in who was doing well at Newcastle, was popular. We thought we had no chance of luring him into the championship. He came... He led the team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he took it extremely seriously. He didn't come in with that kind of attitude like, actually, I'm big time Charlie and I'm operating below myself here for the money. He played with application, vigour and passion. Yeah, yeah. He scored crucial goals. And some terrific goals. Yeah, he mm -hmm. led at times a quite young side with a lot of sort yep. of youngsters coming through. He took us into the Premier League. He scores some very important and very good goals throughout that period. Throughout this almost entire period... He did it in the face of almost constant and incessant cruel criticism and abuse from sections of the crowd. And he still didn't let that put him off. No, that's right. Yeah. And you could put it that way, but that makes sound like I'm a massive Nolan apologist and I thought he was great. Which I didn't. I thought, I thought, yeah, he was kind of part and parcel of that big Sam era at West Ham. But for the time he lasted, I can't. what I like about him is... He took it really seriously being our captain. Yeah. And he didn't like West Ham before he joined us, just like Allardyce. We used to <clears> give him <throat> shit when he played for Bolton. Yeah. And he was sort of like not a West Ham type player. But when he came, he was so thoroughly professional. Yeah, I yeah. Think, you know? I think everyone gave him shit though, wasn't he? Because when we played in the championship, it's like we went to a lot of away games that season and the opposition fans would boo him. Yeah. Quite sort of particularly. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what he'd done wrong. I think it was partially that. Sort of arrogant that, trouble. Well, he's an annoying, you know, he's an annoying yeah. opposition he'll, he'll player because he very often scores against you. He's always in the ref's ear. Yeah. Yeah. He's a kind I of, you know, he's a kind of on irritant, this very isn't he? Podcast, however many years ago it would have been after we, you know, first, what would it yeah. have been, four, five four years, years ago, ago, something four like that. Ago, yeah. Yeah. I remember sitting with you two and going, you know, I'd just seen him play for the first couple of times. And I said, what I like about him is, is that he's a right bastard. Yeah, yeah, you yes. watch the game and he's even arguing over throw-ins. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. He's in the ref's face or linesman's face over a disputed throw-in in an innocuous part of the pitch. Yeah, right? yeah. And I remember saying, that's what we're getting with this Allardyce-Nolan axis. Yeah, yeah. Is we are going to fight for every last <laughs> millimetre of every game yeah, and that's yeah. what West Ham have never done. Yeah. And they did that because now we've got a much better squad actually. Yeah. But Back then, when we didn't, those things were making all the difference. That's you know? right. I mean, I think, you know, I think maybe... I think any fan that has some kind of public profile, because, you know, they're written about a little bit in the back pages, fans that even don't know much about football know a little bit about them. And I think maybe Nolan 
was seen part of seen as part of the criticism directed at Bolton for kind of agricultural football. So mm. people sort of knew who Kevin Nolan was. But it was that thing that we our team would come out, uh, you know, in some northern town, and just a torrent of boos would come to this man walking on the pitch with his kind of the ball under one yeah. hand against his thigh, just soaking it all up and going, "Yes, it's me." Yeah, it's me. <laughs> I like that. I've like come. I've bought these fashion sort of like. You know, an old-fashioned kind of boy's own football. Like, yeah, even, yeah. like you say, the way he held the ball and pitch. It's like, yeah, yeah. you know, something from a comic. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that neat, this neat parting in his yeah, hair. It was like, like 1950s like, yeah, yeah. kind of yeah. footballing yeah, yeah. icon sort of thing. No, uh, however... Yes. Well, I, I mean... However, even when he was good, and yeah, I will accept fully that he was good, <laughs> there were substantial... There were games and substantial portions of games that just passed him by yeah. from, completely. From, from day one. In the from day one. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that was fine when he, we were getting all that leadership and all goals. that aggression and he was scoring the goals. But it was as if the goal-scoring thing just dried up overnight. Once it dried but, up, and yeah, then, then you're, then you're really just he carrying a passenger, aren't you? Yeah. But, I th- but but you know, one thing I think about him was that the the uh, the formation didn't actually do him any favours. No, that's you know, true. His his you know extremely good friend is the manager who has bought him to this club to do a job that he then puts him in a formation that doesn't really allow him to do the things he does all that well. You know, this shapeless five-man midfield that was really just a, an attempt to put more bodies in the way of the other team's midfield, yeah. hence five bodies. Well, he's trying to sort of operate yeah. in that system and he's neither a kind of advanced player in that no. system nor is he a defensive player no. in that system. No. He's like... He was too slow to put tackles in. He, yeah. what, what he ended up being was people, you know, said when they were praising him, said he was closing down all the time. The reason he was closing down was that he was too slow to tackle. Mark Noble tackles all the time because he gets there yeah. in time to tackle. And then people go, oh, he gives free kicks yeah. away. No, it wasn't, like, you know, he covered a lot of ground. It wasn't an issue of stamina or, or necessarily even of fitness. But the thing is, there was, an att- there was an attempt to sort of, you know, to start to make him a more... Central, slightly defensively minded midfielder. He just never had the mobility to do that. But actually, you know, something approaching a kind of 4 4 2. Or, or, you know, just two players up front, like our diamond formation that we did discover later that season, in earlier seasons would have suited him better to be a kind of, you know, player just behind a kind of front man, you know, obviously a kind of Carol Nolan. Yeah, well... And he would have, you know, he would have looked a better player in that sort of setup. And actually, he very sort of graciously, uncomplainingly went and did this job that didn't suit his game for the good of the team. Yeah. And and kind of got booed. He's a great professional and a good tactic. You know, kind of got booed in a way. I mean, I'm I'm often sort of defensive of the fans where people go, you know, like, uh, Nolan got a lot of shit from the fans. I sort of think that though it was how he was deployed that was being booed as much as it was, you know, Kev as a player. You yeah, know, I, I think, I, and, and the, I think there was that connection that that kind of he was Allardyce's left But I think you know you you sort of picked up on a point that I think is valid. He has he also suffered a bit from Andy Carroll's injury. Mm. proneness mm. didn't he I mean I think if Carroll had been fit and consistently playing he would have scored some more goals because he you know that was yeah that was, I mean you know, you know it's not was the way a, that we enjoyed necessarily seeing our goals got but no. yeah. there was obviously a sort of a sort of a quite a blunt instrument what was that, what was that game yes. when kind of sort of one of those early games when Carroll came in was it Fulham I think where, with where, where, yeah with Veste uh, sort of given the freedom genuine, of, the right, of the right wing wasn't he I think well they played and as a genuine front three, three yeah. Carroll Nolan and, and Veste absolutely destroyed them didn't yeah 3-0 you know, I think yeah. they scored one each yeah. and, and um, uh, it was a you know, it's a, a genuine case of the four-five-one being four-three-three three going forward. Where does Vaz play now? Does anyone know? He's back in the UK, isn't he? he? I heard. I might be wrong about this, but I, I thought he was training with Berry. But I'm well. Might that's be a bit wrong. of a waste because surely he could still be a very good he, player. Yeah, in the he's probably good enough to yes, play oh, in championship. Player. He's a good yeah, player. Yeah, he was a good, good player. player. Doesn't like write to you anymore, no? That dried Doesn't up. Doesn't seem to. It seems seem to dry up. Seem to weird. not. Weird of these players, they just forget. To write, they move to, on, yeah. and then they're probably right to yeah. some other fan yeah. of the new club. Uh, maybe Michael mm. Antonio's so in way, of, into jazz funk. All of Quite those, possibly. 
what, because he's black? Is that what you're saying? No, Jim? no. Okay. No. That's not what I'm saying. Jim, you <laughs> wouldn't... You, you seemed reluctant <laughs> to enter the rap battle. <laughs> yeah. You seemed uh, reluctant to enter the rap battle, and he now did. you're casting aspersions on players because of the colour of their skin. Yeah. It's, it's maddening. Because <laughs> you are paralytic drunk again. <laughs> That's true. That's often I mean, true. Is that the only reason I forgive Sam, Jim's you've got race. your hair done in dreadlocks. Right? <laughs> the <laughs> only reason, yeah. Is a, this is since I've stopped drinking. I've become, very tr- I've become a Buddhist, as you know. Right. Yeah. And also a Rastafarian, which is a strange combination right. of uh, belief yeah. systems. They're, but it's working yeah. out for they're me. They're kind of, they're nano dreadlocks, aren't they? They're not immediately visible. No, no, no. they're very small. They're very yeah, small. they're very small. That's out of necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, Jim, the only reason that I can forgive your outrageous... <laughs> comments and beliefs <laughs> is that I know that's not the real Jim I know that's the drink talking yeah yeah, yeah. I know sober Jim yeah. although that is a distant memory yeah yeah is actually quite liberal in his attitudes towards oh, multiculturalism very much so yeah very much so um, so we um, we've got an international break, which is good um, yeah, yeah. because it'd be good to like Zerati might be sort of fit yes, by then might uh, be back in the yeah, forest. I think um, it would be good to have him because yeah. he is a sort of even though he has a kind of slightly broad job description, he seemed very good at the kind of num- number ten. I've about Zerate until you just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> even though he was a goal scorer yeah. against yeah. Arsenal. Well, I mean, where does you he know, he's got, he's got a good finish. He's got now. a good mm. finish. Mm. And, and, you know, someone who might nick a goal when you're in, when you're in trouble. He does finish very well, you know, that... that Sort of called that goal against Arsenal were kind of scuffed shots, not remotely. It's low. It's where he meant it to be. I didn't call it that film. No, it was good. not well, at all. Good. It was it was clever and well placed. Yeah, and very actually, well-placed. I was there live. It was you know, it he... hit the back of the net a bit yeah. harder than people. You know, it didn't yeah. dribble in. No, no, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, people just so didn't want to like him. Fat, lazy, bad attitude. No, the best game that he had was that game that all we of all us were at Palace. against Palace. Uh, he was yeah. fantastic, and we were all game. celebrating because he dropped. No, we thought he dropped nine. Turns out no was injured from that kind of number 10 role and yeah. put Zarate in. It was so exciting. And he played absolutely great, scored a goal, and then I think just got dropped for the next game. <laughs> no, he played against Southampton in, oh, uh, no. and then oh, everyone yeah. played badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got uh, yeah. a lot of... The, so for some reason, especially on social media, seemed to get a lot of blame for, for, for that game mm. after playing so well in the previous one when, in fact, everyone had played badly in that game. No, he's been good this season, so, um, so he might be back, look which, at, is, I mean, which is If you good. look at it, right, I'm just writing down our forward players, some of whom you could say were sent forwards, some are wide. Yeah. And some are either wide or, or forwards, right? So you could even include Pyatt in that because he's he yeah. could conceivably play part of a front two just off the main guy, like just off Sacco. Just yeah, off yeah sort of Wayne Rooney. You sort suspect of he's role. got a good finish. Don't yeah. yeah, well we and, know he has. Yeah, don't we? Has, I mean, yeah. we've seen. And you it. sort of think, hang on. So we've got Sacco, Carroll, Valencia, Zarate, um, Moses, Antonio, Pyatt, Lanzini, and uh, from Hull. Yelovich. Yelovich. Yeah, yeah. Yelovich. So it's one, two, Samuelson. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And that's before you even get into like Samuelson or Elliot Lee mm-hmm. or any of the. Because I mean, it's almost like they've got to accept that they're not going to be very. Because you think that's nine players. You could take, you know, the, uh, who knows what formation we're going to play. But if you play three in midfield, and let's say that might be the three who played the other day, or maybe Alex Obiang, Kiyati, and Noble. Yeah, so and then maybe Alex Song. Then after that, you've got three You've got three more players. Mm. So most, I'm guessing that would be, you know, two wide-ish players plus Sacco up front. Mm-hmm. So you sort of so, think, hang on a minute, how does this work? Well, well one, one to... of the interesting things will be to see what sort of side he puts out in the League Cup away at Leicester and whether or not mm. now we think we've got the squad to have a, a right go at the Cup competition, yeah, which is not you, something yeah, we've exactly done in recent years. He could play a second team, right, with Jelovic up front. Yeah, that's... And, that's you know, Whatever. Or it could be like, you know, you could end up, once Carroll's fit, saying, right, Andy Carroll's going to just play, be our number nine in the Cup games. Mm. I mean, blimey, that's not bad, is it? I mean, him is our, just our cup striker. But, um, yeah, it will be interesting. The other thing is, is that Payet, uh, I'm pretty sure, was playing sometimes out wide for Marseille, but you know, he obviously wants to play in the number 10 role, the yeah. top he, of the diamond. W- and he was told, uh, at least this was reported by Bilic, part of the 
kind of deal was we're signing you to play at the top of our midfield diamond because mm, that's mm. where he wants to play. But now you're looking at thinking, I'm not sure there's going to be that position. No, I, mean. I think there is. I think I think he I think he's <coughs> definitely you know Billich is, is, is his pattern has always been to play the one up front, one behind. You know, with, with in the centre and, and the two wide players. Yeah. Right. I think, that's I think what's good players work it out. Good players yeah. work yeah. it out. You know, mm-hmm. like Zerati um, against Leicester again because of injuries to sort of Valencia. We had we. we I don't really know what the formation was supposed to look at look like then, but we what it seemed to be was there was a slight uh, problem with Pie and Zerati wanting to do the same thing. Yeah. So kind of spinning yeah, off true, yeah. to find space to pick up the ball and leaving a massive vacuum where a number 10 should stand. They yeah. both want to, um, yeah. yeah, kind of go into space, you know, and actually someone's got to be the number 10. Yeah. Well, I um, think in reality, Zerati is probably going to be his understudy, to be honest. I think that's in reality, that's mm. what's probably going to happen. Yeah. But if what you're saying is true, which it is, Jim, you know, that he'd like to play, you know, Sort of one up front and kind of a playmaker and two wide men behind. Yes. Then that only leaves two positions in midfield. So you could say, okay, yes. Kuyate and Noble. Where, where does that leave? Yeah. Song, Song, and Obiang. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 exactly. Yeah. It's true. Isn't it nice to have a headache? Yeah. I've never, well, this is I don't ever recall yeah. a West Ham squad being in a situation no. like this. No. No. no, and there will be some of these people who will, will sort of have come to play. Like Song is going to expect to play. Well, he's come from Barcelona. Yeah, that's right. He was posting selfies to Instagram of himself with bloody Lionel Messi and all the rest of them last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Now he doesn't want to be sat next to, uh, you know, Amaltafiano on the West Ham bench. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, yeah, or, you know, being Obiang being picked over him, mm. or, you know, Noble. But that may well happen. Um... Shall we have some predictions for the uh, Newcastle game, which will be our next home game? International break, very good. Uh, sort of regroup, get training with some of these guys. Although, of course, sometimes when you just had a good result, you kind of don't want an international break, do yeah. you? No, no. But whatever. However, well, uh, Billich has got to get a win at home sometime. I don't think Newcastle are all that. They've got they've got some new players that are okay, but seem to be bedding in, you know, all right. But I'm not sure... Uh, they don't travel that well to London recently. Uh, one all. One all. One all at home. Yeah. Oh, I think we're going to win that 2-0. 2-0. Yeah, I think I think Newcastle have not looked that good. I think McLaren's still not sure about his team. There's quite a few new players. I think we are, our tails will already be high and we bring in the new players too. I think we're going to win that comfortably. Good. Well, uh, there's a lot of pressure on me after my prediction mm, for yeah. the Liverpool game, Fairly which was octopus. completely uh, accurate. Yeah. My uh, Liverpool nil, West Ham three. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to go for West Ham United three, mm. Newcastle one. Okay. Yeah. Possibly an early goal, but Newcastle. just, just yeah. you know, just so then probably run out of time. So it's no time to get deep into you know uh, analysis of tactics. But what I am you know, obviously, you look at the Arsenal game, and it was like the, a consummate away ta- tactical kind of yeah. plan. And then he's repeated the trick at Liverpool. Yeah. And so, all I want to know is what's is it just that he doesn't have the because we're obviously defending and hitting on the break with quite a lot of impact, and it's harder in a way. It's harder playing at home, isn't it? Because well, you can't I mean, rely yeah, on that. But I, there but has been a vogue this season for teams not doing so yeah. well at home. Yeah. Like after coming somewhere like two weekends, there'd only been something like six home wins in the Premier League. And I think there has, you know, the kind of the thinking in football. There's now a vogue for second guessing how you know your opposition are going to play when you go away from home mm. so setting up to counter that and uh, it now makes being progressive at home a difficult thing to do but your fans expect it if your fans start getting on your back if you play very negatively at home as we saw uh, under Sam you know the whole game and stuff like that you know it's difficult now I think home it, it's it's difficult now with, with, with sort, of, sort of slightly churlish mm. home support that expects, you know, results and stuff like that. It's, it's, um, it is a new vogue, you know, <clears throat> for th- life to be a bit harder at home than it is away. Key, Key's going to be playing with real width at home and, get, right. get, and making the pitch wide and, and, make, and, and 
creating a bit more space that way. We were far too narrow in those first two home games, I yeah. think, particularly against Bournemouth. And but but to a certain extent, it didn't really have the personnel to to to, no. to avoid that. Yeah. Um, and just relying on the fullbacks getting forward was, well, was, I think was he's the problem. Pick so we've now got uh, over Jenkinson. Tom- I think he has to. Uh, yeah, he has to. But the only you know, obviously, everyone's going to be happy with that. Tompkins is popular. Jenkinson had the worst game in the world ever yeah. against Bournemouth. So you still <laughs> think, true. fair enough. And Tompkins was great against Liverpool as well, really made us look more solid back there. But at home, he is not. he can't get forward, Tompkins. I mean, it's not. That's not his game. He's not going to fly down the wing and put a cross in. Yeah, he's not quick. He's quite but good on the ball. No, but it's he can push we... up and press and support, and his yeah. passing's reasonable. But, but uh, also, yeah. it doesn't matter so much, I suppose, because now we have wingers. Well, yeah. Mm. We've got wide players, so we're not so dependent anymore. Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. it's a better time to play Tompkins at right back, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Uh, this is uh, this is all been this has all been very well, but uh, we should we should yeah. stop. Oh, well and good, but we all have lives. To we be all have on lives. With, we have to get on with including our lives. our listeners. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah. I need uh, a drink. You need to. Sh- yes, obviously. Yeah, yeah a top up. Yeah. yeah. All right then. Uh, that's it for this week's Stop Hammer Time. With me have been Jim Grant, Cheerio, and Sam Delaney. Cheerio. Come on, you irons. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.